Hello, and welcome to this special Christmas episode of Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 4 of Ore Monogatari. If you'd like to watch long, then start watching now. So, last we left off, there was an actual confession between Takeo and Yamato. And it seems like, you know, we're not really getting right back to that, but that was sort of the salient point from the previous episode. A lot of the will-they-won't-they shenanigans regarding whether or not they would actually confess have been essentially put to bed. So I guess, uh, as far as most anime are concerned, we are in unexplored territory. So I guess it makes sense that uh, Takio would sort of take the time to recap things again, just a little bit, you know, if only because things have changed so drastically. Yeah, I mean, life is really looking up for Takio, so I can only wonder what's going to happen now. I mean, I feel like this is probably a pretty good uh, representation of what's going to happen, you know, just by being his generally sort of clumsy self, he's going to stumble and cause trouble. I mean, you know, ostensibly he's doing this poor woman a favor, but uh, he's not doing himself any favors in how he presents himself. Uh, you know, I think that's sort of emblematic of the entire situation. Without Makoto to help smooth things over, you know, that, uh, that could be trouble. I mean, I guess fortunately, Yamato can see his good qualities, especially when other people can't. 
You know, I do think they really are a nice match in that Yamato enjoys baking and Takio certainly enjoys eating. I mean, up until this point, she'd mostly been doing, like, uh, I guess French baking, like baking French pastries and things like that, I think. But, you know, even more traditional Japanese sweets are not outside of her realm of expertise. So, uh, I think I see where things are going, you know? They're just sort of having a very surface-level conversation without really saying much of anything. So I guess, uh, somebody's going to have to do something to sort of snap them out of it, you know? I'd almost liken it to, um... Well, now that I think about it, I don't have to liken it to anything. I was going to say I'd liken it to, like, middle schoolers, but that's basically what they are. You know, middle schoolers who have never been in a relationship and sort of act all shy and stuff around each other. When, you know, if you're dating, there's no reason to be all shy. Granted, I suppose, you know, that's just something you kind of have to get over at your own pace. I mean, case in point, I suppose, they're basically just taking pictures together, and that's, uh, that's a pretty mundane thing, but for each of them, it's novel and therefore exciting. Alright, so this could be something here. Yamato's talking to... Presumably a friend or acquaintance about her boyfriend. I was thinking that, you know, she might be gushing about it and that would be kinda cool and all that. Alright, so that's interesting, you know, Takeo is sort of, uh... in a bit of a privileged position now by no longer being single. Of course, I think I can foresee a problem here. You know, his friends, I'd imagine, with the exception of Makoto, are going to be similar to him. And if I had to guess, Yamato's friends might not have the same taste in men that she does. And, you know, it really is nice that everybody's happy for him. Granted, it's not exactly like a big monumental thing, but, uh... I think it's a sign that, you know, you have actual friends when they can feel happy for you. Because that's, uh... That's something I've found to be unfortunately rare. So already, I guess the issue sort of is that Yamato mentioned she had five friends, I believe, and uh, Taki was talking to uh, way more than five dudes.
And speaking of friends, I think Makoto's sort of getting at something... You know, I think that's sort of similar to what I was saying about, you know, if your friends can't be happy for you, then, you know, they aren't really friends. Yeah, I'd imagine that something's gonna come of this and it might not necessarily be a good thing. I mean, I can imagine that Maybe, uh, maybe Yamato's friends aren't going to take too well to Takio. I mean, they're all sort of, um, teasing her a little bit. Maybe teasing isn't quite the right word, but they're, uh, you know, they're curious. And, uh... Unfortunately, Takio doesn't exactly make a good first impression. So it's interesting that they've sort of organized this entire event themselves. Man. Yeah, you know, I guess if nothing else, that would be kind of unsettling for Yamato's friends to witness. Oh dear, surely he's not going to open the locked door. Man, I thought for a second he was just going to sort of like bust the door down. That, you know... Wouldn't necessarily be surprising. And I guess, speaking of unsurprising, all of the single girls are more interested in Makoto than anybody else. And I suppose... Like, he's really just not going to be interested in any of them. Because, you know, that seems to be his pattern. It's rather unfortunate for those four other guys, then. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's something alright, just sort of tearing off a bottle cap with your bare fingers. Now that's kind of an interesting thing, you know all boys and all girls schools you know that's not uh it's not something that really exists where i live anymore like i'm sure there's a couple schools here and there but that was sort of something that just kind of fell by the wayside like i can sort of understand the rationale behind it you know it avoids some problems but it creates others So I guess fortunately, you know, school events like festivals and stuff like that can be co-ed, so that gives them an opportunity to socialize if nothing else. Wow. 
You know, she really does like baking if she's willing to bake so much for a school festival like that. You know, that's a lot of work. So, you know, I can't help but wonder if that was a, a diversion or something. You know, they seem to be taking their sweet time, and I feel like, uh... If you've merely shifted a contact lens, that's not something that takes a whole lot of time. Oh, dear. Yeah, I guess this was bound to happen eventually. Horrible gossip like that. So I guess the question now becomes... What's everyone gonna do about it? Like, obviously Takio can't... Do much of anything, but I guess the real question is whether or not Yamato sticks up for him. And, you know, maybe sticking up for him isn't exactly what she's going to do, but she's certainly affected by it. You know, it wasn't exactly giving her friends what for, but Takio is certainly a lucky guy. I mean, all things considered, you know, yeah, her friends were, uh, rather careless, but I'd imagine... You know, he's developed a pretty thick skin by now, so something like that isn't really going to affect him. You know, if anything, I feel like he'd be more upset about Yamato being upset than anything else. And you know, there we go, you know, the words just sort of bounce off him, he doesn't care. Alright, Takio, there we go. You know, turn things around. Yeah, none of those stupid mean things matter. But you've been saying nice things, and I really like that. So, you know, there we go. Oh, dear. So I don't think Yamato quite gets it. And unfortunately, I think this is a case where, you know, she has friends that can't be happy for her. I mean, I guess it's nice that she thinks this is something that can be resolved, but unfortunately, I think this is something where you can't exactly fix it by talking. Alright. 
Oh, dear. I know what's going on. It's those girls who were talking smack. Who else but Takio, who's basically made of asbestos? You know, if somebody's going to bring them out of a burning building, it's going to be him. Oh, yep. Locked door. Yeah, who cares about that? Just kick it down. There we go. This is almost too fantastic in a way. Because, you know, catching that structural beam a couple episodes ago, you know, that that was something. But running into a burning building like this, too. And, you know, I don't have any experience. I'm not a firefighter or anything like that. But I do know that uh, burning buildings are uh, decidedly not good. Because breathing in smoke is bad. And even more than that, breathing in all of the hot air, you know, that's bad too. You burn your lungs. And that's, uh, that's really not good. You know, there's not much you can do to fix something like that. At least not actively. Like, you know, if you burn your hand or something, you can apply a balm. But if you burn your lungs, like, I don't know. Like, there's some experimental treatments, actually. Because, like, um... Oh, darn, I read about this, where it's basically a fluid that transmits oxygen, so if you sort of pump your lungs full of the fluid, you can breathe. And by doing this, you can sort of, you know, soothe lungs that have been burned. But it's all, you know, highly experimental stuff. You know, if ever we're going to approach something like Evangelion, you know, the LCL fluid and all that, it's, you know, years off. Now, if this doesn't turn around everybody's opinion of Takio, frankly, I don't think anything will, considering that he saved two people, presumably at the cost of himself. Because, you know, on the one hand, he can die happy, but on the other hand, he's only surrounded by so much rubble. You know, I feel like he's lifted off more than that. So I think, yeah, I know where this is going. You know, surely he could die happy and that would be true. But by doing so, he would make someone unhappy and surely that's not something he can abide by. Although that said, you know, the prospect of calling somebody and uh, picking up the phone while in a situation like this, you know, that's... uh. It's just a little bit silly. You know, I don't mean to, like, uh, make fun of the premise here. This is some good stuff. You know, it's a little disappointing we didn't get to see him actually, like, lift up the rubble and all that. That would be kind of cool, but you know what? I can work with this, too. Literally jumping out of a burning building a couple stories off the ground. Man. Poor dude's looking awfully crispy. I'd imagine that's gonna be a hospital visit.
you know, I don't think that's uh, quite how burns work. I don't think you become tanned. I think you uh, generally become red and then blackened. Oh, dear. That's an unfortunate wardrobe malfunction. I mean, I guess, uh... I guess he sort of won over Yamato's friends. But, uh... Wow, you know, it only took him saving their lives and jumping out of a burning building to change their opinion. I mean, at least they're sorry, I suppose. You know, it'd be one thing if they were privately sorry, and rightly so, but... You know, that they admit it. Man, you know, it occurs to me that that was a school uniform that burned. That's probably gonna be expensive to replace. Well, you know, that's, uh, actually not a bad suggestion from Yamato, you know. Considering what he did, he would make a good firefighter, you know. Not a bad career path, it's an honorable profession. Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. Merry Christmas, Space Cowboy! <laughs>